And the post show begins. Post show. All right. It's more Primus on the sound bed, man. Okay. Not a huge Primus fan, but I remember that song. Okay. Jerry's a race car driver. He used to drive so goddamn fast. And Wynum's Big Brown Breeder is not one of my favorites. <laughs> Did you see the Twitter fight that I got into? Nope. A couple weeks. Okay, so this was fun. This was super fun. It was, um, I think it was after our show two weeks ago. And Groucho from the Beer Report had posted a bunch of photos to Facebook in his Facebook had posted a like a bunch of I've posted a photo to you know t- to his Twitter uh-huh. so um, John from the Beerus is like dude this is how you get unfollowed you know that's how it started so then I started you know ribbing in on him too and then Grant one of the other beerists pointed out to John that, you know, he also is cross-posting stuff from Twitter to Facebook or something like that. And I'm like, shut up. We don't want your facts. Right? Uh-huh. And then he started pushing back a little bit. And I started pushing back. And Grant's great story, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, it's getting good. Grant's, this is, this is the reason I'm telling the story. Grant's like, who's this guy? Like, he, you know, apparently he's not familiar with us. And John's oh, like, did see this. Okay. John's yeah. like, John's like, oh, they're a great podcast. They do beer reviews, and or well, no, he said they're a great podcast that does science talk, soundboards, and TV reviews. <laughs> <laughs> we know what feed he's listening. To. <laughs> but no, 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 it was, it was it was great. I loved you know like he distilled you know our you know down to that nonsense. And then, so we got a little bit, you know, I got pushing the match a little bit with Grant. It, it was fun, you know. But it was the soundboard thing that made that story come up. Ah. Sorry, I can't deliver a great story. Oh, I mean, it's Wednesday. We're still in mm-hmm. sort of work mode. So. I, I, I did say, you know, you know. Oh, damn, what did I say? You know, his idea of a sick burn was a desperate plea to be liked. I don't get it. I was being very apologetic in, in his one post and trying to slam me at the same time. Was, anyway. Okay. Yes. Uh, hey, you want some more of this gift of the Magi? Do not want any more of that. No. We put some stuff in 397 channels. I need to go to that channel. I'm trying to figure out how to do that. Uh, just hit Command K and type 397. Command K is. Okay, three, nine, six. Uh, no, I guess there's nothing in there. Oh, Plinkett! Plinkett! Oh, damn! <laughs> yeah, so Mr. Plinkett has come back and reviewed kind of the landscape of Star Wars, including The Force Awakens, but not just The Force Awakens. Right. Yeah, it was... It seems like each time... He does a new one, it gets more and more encompassing. Like, your episode three review is kind of your favorite, right? Because right. it kind of covered a lot of film history and not yeah. just a movie Well, I mean, review. it got into, like, the film theory part of mm-hmm. the reason, like, like... You could say the first one was... The first one was good, 
first one was great. The first one was the one that started it all. But um, and the, the second one was a little bit more nitpicky. It was still very funny. Uh, but Attack of the Clones is just a piece of shit. So it's really, it was, I mean, hard to make something out of it because there's really mm. nothing there. Uh, there is some, there's something to Episode 3, and at the same time, you can see it's done so poorly. And by comparing it to actual good films, right, you get to really and, and comparing it, you know, the filming style and all these mm-hmm. other things, and shooting on couches and all this other, just being like really specific, and then comparing it to Citizen Kane, doing all this great stuff, it's really a, uh, an excellent film theory, like a, a class in film theory in one in one one hour or two hour video. Mm-hmm. So the. Again, this is a, a similar thing, but it, it's more about it's more cultural than this one, this yes. new one. Yeah, I mean, he spent the first oh, more than half of the yeah. review not talking about the Force Awakens for the most part. Yeah, kind of recapping some of the stuff that yeah, you know, building a, a stage for mm-hmm. the Force Awakens. But then when he once he actually got to the Force Awakens, he the main meat was like missed opportunities. Yeah. You know, so I mean, generally happy with the movie. Didn't appreciate like the nostalgia farm that it was that, you know, he didn't like the nostalgia farm in, you know, really pointed out like a bunch of like silly decisions, missed opportunities, like why Ray couldn't kiss Finn on the lips. Mm-hmm. Or... Well, that that was really interesting because I when I went into the verse, I was like, "Oh God, here we go." But he, I thought he made an actually decent point, which was, "Yeah, it's great have diversity, but if you're going to like make it a selling point, then embrace it. Don't mm-hmm. be standoffish about it." Shall and we? you can definitely feel that the movie was very standoffish about it, with them not uh, like in, embracing the uh, a Finn Ray romance. I mean, maybe they're going for the gay angle, but. They, I didn't. I didn't catch the the cute boyfriend line, but when uh, it was pointed out, it it makes it think makes it seem a little bit different, right? Oh, I, I caught that line. Like, but I didn't. It, but oh. I, I, mean, I didn't catch that it would that it could be interpreted as a gay thing. Oh, really? Because he's saying you have a boyfriend, cute boyfriend. Oh, I, I see. Why I, would he be interested in? Uh, no, no. I I only see that as an insecure thing. You know, he's not really secure in himself, and I guess he, he I wouldn't be able to compete against the cute boyfriend. I mean, it definitely would. That's how I read it. it. It it could go either way, but I didn't see the other way of looking at it until it was sort of highlighted, and now yeah. I can sort of see. I don't know whether that's the case. It could it could be just like you're saying. I mean, that's how I interpret it. Yeah. But when it was pointed out to me, I was like, okay, yeah, you could twist that into a he was looking for a cute dude. He's going to steal her boyfriend? <laughs> only Maybe. If he, only if he was cute? <laughs> I mean... I don't know. I can't take that. He's I can't a, he's a young one. stormtrooper. <laughs> Maybe that's what he does. Young, dumb, and full of cum. <laughs> I, I don't know, but I thought his diversity point was actually well done because because it didn't it wasn't just it wasn't what I was fearing, which was it was going to be saying we don't need diversity. More white people is great. It was mm-hmm. more like yeah, embrace diversity, but then actually embrace it. Actually, right. you know, go with go with what you're doing and and stop um, stop making it feel so artificial. Right. Because he's right, it does kind of feel like a, a university ad at some point. 
<laughs> or I think now the point was in the background, the background characters were diverse, and that was no mm-hmm. problem. That was done really well. But then they did right. with, with the main characters; they made it into this big thing. But then they couldn't actually have entanglements because of it. And some of that, though, may be. I don't know if this was. I don't remember this being a, a part of of the review, but. There is something where, look, you have to have not only something that appeals to American audiences, something that appeals to worldwide audiences, including Chinese audiences. Maybe the Chinese don't like black and white people mm-hmm. together. And if you have to appeal to a Chinese audience, which you do for a movie these days, maybe that's right. just not something you can do. It, it, it's it's part of the calculus that goes into making these movies, right? For a, you know, a big movie like this. So uh, if anybody's good at it, Disney, as, as he definitely... <laughs> Pointed out, if anybody's good at this thing, it's Disney. But yeah, the point is, it's a competent movie. It's a well-made movie. It's not a piece of shit like the Lucas prequels. One of my favorite things when he was talking about Lucas was the frame grab of all the cliff notes on his desk. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was, you know, it's like, oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. So when he's lifting things from famous stuff, he's only lifting the Cliff Snow version. It makes like, so much sense. Yeah, and, and the whole the whole thing about the, the ring theory, which I never bought, I mean, <laughs> other than the fact that I was like, well, it, that's just dumb. You're just reading into too many things. He, he, he really he spent 20 minutes on it to, to be like, yeah, you can point out other things, but it's really all you're really saying is this is how... George Lucas makes movies. You're not saying that this is that it's some big artistic thing. It's just George Lucas is the same shit over and over and over again. So you're saying if you're saying that that's a poetry or, or that's a major poetic thing he's he's trying to do, that doesn't quite fit because whenever you try to do it, you get cycles within cycles and cycles to explain it. Whereas the more well, that's it. I mean, you're opportunistically opportunistically right. picking elements to fit your narrative mm-hmm. is is what it is. I think it was, I forgot about the ring theory part, which I don't know how I did because it was such a major portion yeah. of the review, but it was good. It was good fertile fodder yeah. for a Plinket review. And when you're not going to have 90 minutes of bitching about episode seven, bitching about the ring theory is a great. Oh, because there was a concerted effort by who knows, maybe it was Disney inspired, just inspired, maybe maybe mm-hmm. Disney had a. a, a thing to do with it but there was like a backlash where people were saying the prequels are good no you gotta look at them again the prequels are good and it's like no they aren't good no. they're do very you really think movies. that was a, a push like a, a real push like you said i i don't know i think that i i, I think that these kind of things can be they definitely can be pushed on on you know the, the the dumber blogs or things like that, or even you know even the even the the better blogs can still get, um, you know, can find somebody to to do a story. Like this. I don't I don't know I don't know. It, it could be just people wanting to get back into Star Wars. It could be a Disney thing. It could be a combination. It could be Disney just throwing out a little bit of feeder, just you know, giving some some free stuff away to get people into it. There's right. all types of things that that you know. It, it doesn't have to be insidious. And it could, you know, just because you know, promotion is not, by definition, insidious. It's just promotion. And there's nothing wrong with spreading a little money around and, and trying to get people excited. The wrong thing is when it is when the people who are doing it 
make dumb points. <laughs> That's what Blinken was about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you spend a little money around to, to make people excited about something and they start talking about it and they make good points, that's fine. There's something... I mean, I don't want an entire site to be sponsored and bought by Disney, but I don't have a problem with them trying to incite people to, to write an article or two to get something into the public consciousness. That seems just like a natural thing for, to want to do. Right. Why why would you especially since it's a you know uh, uh, um, reboot soft reboot well reboot but you know also a sequel to the original sequel to Return of the Jedi you know why why spend the effort trying to polish those turds when you could get nostalgia for the original three um Because there's definitely a feeling that the prequels have a, have put a stain on the original trilogy. Oh, so they're just trying to elevate the entire right. saga. Right. I mean, the, those three are fine. No one has a problem with them. I mean, everyone you know makes fun of the Ewoks, but I mean, right. so they're just trying to. Get parody for the entire saga, right? And that yeah. none of them suck. Yeah, rise the tide, raise the tide, lift all the boats, essentially, by and get people excited about Star Wars again. I don't think that. Yeah, I guess if you start talking up, the, you know, the original trilogy is back. Yeah. You know, then you're kind of saying, and the other stuff sucks. Right. Yeah, and you don't want to do that because Disney owns them now, and they want to sell them. Uh, and, and, and there's so many toys of stuff from them. <laughs> well, the only character from the prequels that has any, like, any viability... Dexter Jester. ...is Darth Maul. And it's just because it was a neat costume and look, Double and that's bladed. it. Don't forget the lightsaber. I consider that part of the costume. And, oh, okay. and uh... And that's it. There's nothing about the character that's interesting. The character maybe had four lines in the whole thing. Yeah, he d- didn't talk. Yeah, <laughs> no. he uh, he has some talking parts in Rebels. He's he's back in Rebels. With okay, his well, that, I mean, legs, that, but that, that's fine. But yeah. it's it's I'm, I'm talking just just about the movies. Actually, in Rebels, we just met Wedge. Wedge got recruited by the Rebellion. Wedge. I know Thrawn is in Rebels now, too, right? Yeah. And Thrawn is a book character. He was in the uh, the post-Star Wars books by Timothy Zahn. Mm-hmm. Great character, actually. Mm-hmm. I read those books. Oh, the Tim Zahn. Oh, I love those books. But, yeah. Uh, the, what, Dreadnought? Or, no, no, no. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the trilogy that came after the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what the what the hand of the emperor, right? Because Mary Jade was introduced there too, and uh, uh, it's been so long. I read those books. Those the clone two. of Luke Skywalker was Luke Skywalker, and uh, maybe I didn't read that one. I remember Salamari, and yeah, you, you need to read the the heir to, heir to the Empire was the first one. Heir yeah. to the Empire, yeah, that one I read for yeah. sure. And that was Rithron. Yeah, who studies art and uses that to defeat species. It's a cool, it's a cool like character quirk. It's cool. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm not, I want to turn on this into a Rebels review for sure. I just want to mention we met. They they, they recruited Wedge from the Empire. He was a cadet, Tie Fighter, Tie Fighter pilot. Uh. Um, what else? So play kit we talked about. Uh, looked into my likes here because that's where I would get. I, I started liking more things. I noticed that you you've been noticing that. I guess you have them in my treat deck. Uh, no, probably just getting lucky. Oh. Uh. Okay. Let's see. Let's see here. So I got a new. Well, you're looking. I'll fill some air. I got a new computer. New Mac. Well. I think I talked about it briefly, but MacBook Retina, it's a year and a half old computer, but uh-huh. um, newer, much newer than my six and a half year old computer. And uh, I had no idea how much time I was spending waiting on the slow computer. Uh-huh. Like, loading, loading a, a document in Google Docs. Like, now it takes like two seconds, where on my old computer, it would take 10, 15 seconds. And it's just a web page. I had no idea that my computer was having that much effect on slowing down Google Docs. I didn't know Google Docs could load so fast. And um, just a whole bunch of things. My LastPass plugin on my old computer, you'd click on that, and when you'd want to load the, the pull-down there, mm-hmm. yeah, that would take seven seconds, and now it's instantaneous. You know, just things like that. I had no idea that I was waiting on my old computer to do stuff. This is a cool picture. And that is... Not photoshopped. Well, what is it then? It's one of the climate things. That, I mean, oh, okay. So nice, but it, it, this is the moon passing in front of the Earth. I see. One thing you really see is how dark the moon is compared to the Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 I've said it before, but the moon is about as... About the color of, of, a tire, of a car tire. That's kind of the color of the moon. And when light is... When, full force of the sun is shining on it, it looks white to us, but it's really, really dark. And you see how bright blue and white the, the Earth is behind oh, Okay, I thought the moon had a pretty high albedo, but... No, hmm. no, okay. especially compared to, like, Earth, it's it's dark. And I mean, there are darker things, but it, it's, mm-hmm. it is... You know, if you see moon rocks, they're dark. I, one of my, I like the Twitter account, Fake Astropics. You know, they just point out, like, pictures that are uh-huh. being passed off as real but not real. One of them was a picture of a spiral galaxy and where the solar system was in the galaxy. You know, like, people are passing these off, like, real photo of where we are. What is that? Oh, it's uh. Donald Trump says vaccines might be dangerous because one of his kids got hurt. Shut up! You don't have free speech. You understand? Listen to me. Rule this country now. I'm liberal. Screw him. Ban his free speech right now. Ban it. Let me tell you what else you do. You don't visit InfoWarsLife.com with the number one new vitamin. (laughs) Oh my God. Yep. Right into an ad, huh? Yep, he's just trying to sell his bullshit. He's, he's, he's trying to do the Jeff Bear special, which is trying to 
trick people into giving him money. But they're begging to do it, man. They're begging to do people it. People are be- Yeah, that's the thing. Are you going to take advantage of that or what? <laughs> Come on, it's completely different selling. No, it's not. Pet savior. <laughs> it is not completely different. It, it, this goes back to an argument Jeff and I have been having for years. Uh, uh, a position. I guess an argument is not the right one. It's a, it's a philosophical position. Where the, this has to do with the eternal earthbound pets. Where This is when the rapture happens and right. you, you pious person, immediately ascends to heaven. What's going to happen to your pets? Right. Well, there's a company that sells a service They're gone that they will rescue your pets. They, they, they are atheists, so they won't be going to heaven. But so they they'll will... be around for the rapture till right. the end times. Right. And they'll lovingly care for your pets until they can no longer do so. That was the service. It's selling snake oil. Yes. And you were like, Isn't that, that's brilliant because you get to do nothing and, and make money off people. And I was like, that's exploiting people. So brilliant or not is exploiting people, and so that's bad. And I don't know whether you still feel that way. No, I don't feel that way still. Um, yeah, because because that's is everything wrong with with that sort of men, with that sort of mentality, that, that idea that um, as well, it's as, just like selling vitamin supplements, right? I mean, right. It was like this. Was this thing? Oh yeah. So um, when the, the whole taxes before even the the groping thing, but the whole tax thing came out, or and, and they were saying, well, Trump is a genius for not paying taxes. And this LOL GOP Twitter just basically did it in one sentence, brilliant, or two sentences. The rich are geniuses for not paying taxes. The poor are lazy for using food stamps to feed kids. And that's Jesus' sermon at the Heritage Foundation. <laughs> but that's the. That's the narrative they're selling. That's the narrative that, that is being sold is that if you exploit people, that's good. If you are being exploited, you're a parasite. So I agree with using the laws that are on the books to minimize your tax burden. I mean, that's fine. I I think that there should not be many loopholes to do things like the, that are possible today. Well, as I said, there, as far as I can tell, Trump did nothing illegal with his taxes. He's just being a schmuck about it. It's not... I mean, it's there for a reason, and it's normally there for businesses, not necessarily individual mm-hmm. people, to be able to write off certain things in advance in, in the idea of getting future profits mm-hmm. so, that you, so, so that the business can maintain itself and then make more money such right. that it pays taxes. Because mm-hmm. uh, the whole point is you want to support businesses because supporting businesses supports the economy, supporting the economy allows you to grow, right. supporting the growth allows yes. you to then put money into the, the the, the conference of the government, which then allows you to continue to support the growth, and it gets it's a self reinforcing thing. If you are using it to to separate yourself from society, then you are using it in the wrong sense. Now, I mean, it's that legal, makes sense. That makes sense, but it is not moral, or I should say, it's not ethical. Yes, 
Yeah, it's. I haven't put much thought into this part, but okay. So you want to start a business? You set up an LLC, so you protect yourself from liability and whatnot. But then you're also say you're self-funding, right? Say you say you have some money and you don't want to take out a loan, so you you fund the business, right? And then the business flops. So you've lost your personal investment in the business. Should you be able to write that off for, you know, future things? I mean, that's in a sense what, no, writing off close to a billion dollars is cuckoo crazy. But but it's cuckoo crazy and most of that money wasn't actually Trump's to begin with. It was other people's. Mm -hmm. And so he's using loopholes and stuff like that to make, to, to make it so he doesn't have to pay taxes. Uh, by basically continuing to call everything losses, it's, it's very it it it's crazy accounting, and it's the kind of stuff that doesn't is not illegal, but doesn't help. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help matters at all. Uh, so it's one of those things that uh, it's a is a thing you have to deal with. It, it's it just just like. Just like the fact that if you're going to have a welfare program, you're going to have some people who are going to be living off of it and who are going to be just doing nothing. There's always going to be that situation where there are going to be outliers, there are going to be people way outside of the standard who are going to be using it. But most people, the vast majority, are using welfare for what it's meant to be for. Mm-hmm. The vast majority are using social programs to lift themselves up because they don't want to be under a dole. They don't want to be doing nothing. Now there are going to be you're going to be able to find them. They're going to be there, but that there's there's a whole ecosystem in forests that is based on decay and it's fungus. I mean, and it's necessary. It's required for everything to work right. It's part of the way this that these systems work. Mm-hmm. Is that these, you know, I I don't know if you would have a complete food chain if you got rid of all the leeches. If you got rid of all the parasites, I don't know how you would have a, a food chain that worked. Because they get eaten by other parasites. You know, there's all there's all types of things that happen in systems. So when you just when you talk about it as if they're you know these just parasites, we can get rid of them and clean them out, and then everything would be fine. Well, no, because then the system won't work because you're doing with this this. Uh, I'm not sure that's an apt analogy. I do think it's an apt analogy. If you got rid of one particular thing. Then other things would get to its place, and, the, and other things that was taking place, you won't you won't understand how they work. First of all, so that will be harder to control. And at the same time, you're completely then destroying one part of the ecosystem that was working off of that. So it's like if they want okay. So there's a pros out there to um, eradicate the mosquito. Like, actually eradicate them as a species. And there's some support by it, and I'm not sure whether I disagree with it. But it has to recognize that there are birds and frogs and all, all types of things that live off of mosquito larvae and stuff like that that will no longer have mosquitoes as a source of food. Uh, there are other elements that we can't predict. There so... Bacteria and stuff inside are living on mosquitoes that may have a, play a part. In other things that we have no idea, there may be pollination things that mosquitoes do that we don't know about. There's lots of things that we don't know the extent of if we were to simply wipe mosquitoes from the face of the earth. 
it would help us because it's a bad disease fact factor but mosquitoes have more to do with the environment than say the smallpox well, sure, virus but, so there's two things there only I've, I've, maybe i've missed it i've not seen anyone trying to annihilate all mosquitoes i've seen things about controlling the anopheles mosquito and maybe no, it, it's a, eliminating it, no one is trying mosquito. to eliminate all right now but it is a proposal out there like it, it's something that is consistent. but no I, i've seen things about you know potentially wiping out the anopheles mosquito but that yeah. leaves other mosquitoes that do not transmit right. human-borne diseases Right, so it's not all mosquitoes. There's one specific species of mosquito, which is the lion's share of our problems. Now, I don't know the ratios. I don't know if it's practically exterminating the mosquito when you get rid of the Anopheles mosquito or not. But then the population control stuff, where you're putting out the genetically modified males, right? I mean, that is... Targeted. Yeah, well, it's, it's targeted because mosquitoes don't travel very far, a couple right. hundred yards in their lifetime. It's a short-term thing because of the life cycle of a mosquito. So if you just keep making a bunch of infertile males that can't make mosquito babies and you fake the females into getting it on with them, right. then it's going to be, you know, but it, it's... It's your daily multivitamin. It's putting out these mosquitoes yeah, yeah. year after year. It's controlling the problem, which is probably a better situation than totally eradicating the problem. And that's the thing is that what you want to do is you want to control the problem as opposed to trying to eradicate it. It's probably the more the more perfect solution is probably the worst solution. I mean, but there are arguments there are from arguments. scientists who say this Anopheles mosquito is it's just not worth it's just not worth it. We should get rid of it. Yeah. There are arguments. And I mean, the people that, the people that are saying that aren't saying it lightly. They're saying... No, but, but the point is, you take that same analogy and you put that into this situation, which is get rid of welfare completely, which some people want to do, um, because no, there No, no, no. They want to eradicate the poor people. Well, the thing, because there are some poor people who are taking advantage of it, even though most don't. There are some who do. And because of that, we should get rid of the entire system. And that is, well, it's, it, it's just gross. It's people who don't care about other people. And the weird thing is a lot of them profess to be Christians. No. What George Carlin say about like one of the leading causes of death is God? So. Well, I, I'm not going to go that far. Look, anybody can be can be evil, but I'm just saying that these people, for the most part, profess to. They're, they're not people who are saying I'm an atheist, and I get. I'm sure they they exist, but there aren't many. It's not a very large segment of of the population of people who want to get rid of welfare and are also Christian, call themselves Christian. Seems to be at odds with the whole. Christian philosophy, but hey, what do I know? Being an atheist. Anyway, we should probably get going. It's 11. All right. Sounds good. Good talk. Yep.